Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kevin Piper, America's Land Auctioneer. Most of you probably know as my role as an auctioneer with Piper's Auctioneers, Piper's Auction and Realty, and Piper's Land Management. And in studio today, Bob Piper. He's been with us before. You all know Bob. Bob is the managing broker for Piper's Auction and Realty and Piper's Land Management out of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Does a great job up there. And he also covers the state of Wisconsin for Piper's and does a great job. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. It's good to be back on in the studio. Thank you for being here. I certainly do appreciate it, man. You've been covering a lot of ground lately. You've been all over North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and I know you spend a little bit of time down in Arizona, so people are looking for a winter home. Get a hold of Bob at bob at pipers.com, right? So right, right. You're not going to be offended if they get a hold of you for a home down there, right? No, I can, I can do that for them. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably work that into your schedule for sure. Yeah, it's... Uh, but well, you kind of like both North Dakota and Arizona, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like going back and forth. And actually, I sell land down there, too, besides houses. Yeah, I know you've sold a couple ranches down there. You've done a really good job. You had that big irrigated farm here a year or two ago that you sold. And I think one of your first sales ever when you were with Pipers years and years ago was a big ranch down at, was it Eloy, Arizona? Is that where it was? Yeah, just north of Tucson. Just north of Tucson out in that area. In fact, it was some North Dakota guys that bought it from you. So, again, if you ever want to buy anything in Arizona, get a hold of Bob Pfeiffer out of Grand Forks at, at email him at bob at, at pfeiffers.com. He'll certainly take care of you down there if you want a residence down there, a nice winter home, or if you want to buy a ranch down there, whatever it might be. Um, I just go down there and stay with him for free. I don't have to buy a place, right? Right. <laughs> Thanks for the invitation lately, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I haven't been there for like five years. No. <laughs> That's all well we get along, right? No, I, folks, seriously, if you get a hold of Bob, he'll take really good care of you. And uh, Bob, you know, we've had a lot of uh, experience over the course of the last, oh, I'd say last 10 to 15 years now at Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Auctioneers working with a lot of baby boomers selling land and everything. And, man, there there sure is a lot of concern right now out in farm country about the capital gain tax potential increases and everything. But you know, when you sit down with a client, Bob, I mean, you just don't go in there and lay down your tablet and a contract and say, hey, here's our land manager, or, yeah, our land management contract or our auction contract, we want to sell your land. I mean, you kind of dive into it and find out what their cost basis is and everything, don't you? Have you done your homework and your due diligence? Yeah, um, you know, because there's a lot of a lot of these baby boomers that are selling. You know, they don't know the consequences of you know the uh, the capital gain tax or whatever it might be that um, that after they sell they're going to have to deal with. And so, yeah, we sit down and find out you know when they might have inherited it, when they bought it. Um, when their parents bought it, how the how it was in maybe in a trust or whatever, and uh, so we uh, make sure you know it's the right time for them, and uh, and then if uh, if there's some tax consequences, we try to help them out and shoot them in the right direction um, with with somebody that's really an expert at that type of thing, and and uh, so we make sure make sure before they sell that it's the right right time and right place for it. It's all about asking the right questions, isn't it? I mean, you really do have to ask the right questions. That's that's right. Yeah, if, um, because you know they, you know they, a lot of these sellers, you know they they might not know um, 
uh, you know, because they've been away from it. They, they haven't had to sell before, you know, so they, they don't have any experience at it. So we, we, we do coach them quite a bit on that. Well, and I would say only 1% or less probably even have had an appraisal done. The only potential valuation thing that they have ever seen, identification would be on their tax statement and the true and full value uh, market, uh, market value there is is not even anywhere close to real market value. It's probably a tenth of the market value, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's right. Especially and, in North Dakota, don't you think? Right. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times, you know, if they if they do do a, uh, an appraisal, or whatever, I, I kind of like to look at that just to make sure, you know, it, was it done right? Which I'm sure most of them are, of course, but um, we just want to make sure, you know, we look back on the year that the appraisal was done. Um, and uh, just look at some of our numbers and and then kind of coach them from there. You know, it is kind of interesting when you look at the true and full value on the tax statements and then an appraiser. You know, a lot of great appraisers in this part of the country. We've got a great relationship with appraisers in this area. And, you know, but an appraisal can be somewhat of a lagging indicator of value in a way simply because you've got to go back and look at uh, some of the uh, historical land sale transactions and close proximity to the subject property that we're going to be selling. But again, those are that's, that's the most important part of this whole process, though, is having a better understanding. You don't need an appraisal to sell it at an auction. You don't need an appraisal to sell your land through a Pfeiffer's broker. You don't need that. All you need to do is hire the Pfeiffer's and get one of their experts in, and they'll get within hopefully a percent or two what the real market value is that land because we understand this business. We live and breathe it every day. We understand the commodity markets. We understand the trends. We understand what's going on with the interest rates. So we have a really good handle on it. But if you want a market valuation, and I understand out of Grand Forks now, you guys are even doing free market valuations for people that potentially want to sell their land. Is that right? That's right. And it's basically, you know, almost the same as an appraisal. We just, you know, like you're going to do comps on a house. You know, we, we look back at, at some of the recent sales and and uh, compare the soil uh, productivity and um, like-like kind of uh, uh, other properties and and uh, determine a, uh, kind of a market of value at that, that point. You know, it is it is an interesting process, you know, and I've gone through it hundreds of times at Pfeiffer's. Uh, and, again, I still work in Pfeiffer's day-to-day, but not to the degree that you do, Bob. But it's a good exercise to go through anyhow because what you guys are doing is you're taking a look at that entire farm and you're breaking it down by profile or breaking it down by cropland. You know, if it's a good corn, soybean land, soybean land what is the diversification? And can you raise potatoes potentially with irrigation? You can do dry edible beans, canola, or whatever it might be. And then also you're breaking it down by further profiles, it pasture land, hunting land, or whatever. And then you're incorporating the corresponding soil productivity index numbers and all of that productivity from the NRCS. So it is a good exercise, even as a real estate broker and an auctioneer to go through before you even bring it to the market, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there are so many things that are involved in, in land. I mean, you know, most people probably think, hey, you know, it's just grow crop or whatever, and, and it's just dirt. But, I mean, there's a lot of lot of things to know about. And, you know, it could be in CRP. could be in a wetland program. It could be um, some other kind of easements on it. Um, there could be specials for drainage, you know, all that sort of thing that, you know, there could be, uh, you know, 20,000, 30,000 old on specials just on land, and, and they might not know that. So um, those all all the things that are um, determined value. You know, it's kind of interesting you brought up easements because really in this part of the country, there's a lot, probably, probably 
must be a million acres in North Dakota under a wetland or grassland easements or a combination thereof because we have 40 million acres of land in North Dakota, 24 million crop acres and 16 million non-crop acres. So a lot of, lot of acres out there with, with easements on it. Uh, we've noticed too, I th- and maybe you've, you've had more experience than I have, but if it has a grassland easement on there, it's certainly going to probably hurt you a little bit in your sale. Not a lot, but again, could hurt it a little bit because it probably should be nothing but grass anyhow. But the wetland easements, I think a lot of times, you know, those, I don't, I don't say you should overlook those. It's important that, uh, you do your study on those, but, but again, with Swamp Buster and everything, you can't drain. I mean, if you're in the farm program, you can't drain a designated wetland anyhow. So they're they're probably blown out of proportion a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I I, I believe so. Um, and for the most part, uh, you know, if there's a wetland easement on it, um, you're able to farm it anyway. I mean, it's been kind of some wet years here, but uh, for the most part, um, it, it's not going to really hurt it that bad. You know, we're going to be talking uh, in another segment here this morning. We're going to be talking about droning property and how important it is that you drone, use drone videos on your property and that type of thing. We're going to have Jack Pfeiffer from the University of North Dakota in. He's an FAA drone pilot, and he's worked in our land management division and also the chief drone pilot for Pfeiffer's. And then Jim Savvy is going to be with us. Jim Savvy is part of our management team. Out in western North Dakota, does a great job. Jim focuses on land and equipment auctions, and uh, one of the best, one of the best in the business out there for sure. But we're seeing a lot of activity now this year, Bob. All of a sudden, aren't we? A lot of a lot of people are starting to speculate that perhaps there's going to be an increase in capital gains tax. So the phone's starting to ring, isn't it? Yep, on a daily basis, it's uh, it seems like it's nonstop. You just uh... Uh, get done with one client and you're on to the next and uh, uh, there's a lot of a lot of land we need to be looking at coming up and and a lot of stuff that's going to happen this fall you know and i think it's important too if people are going to be selling land this year if you know it's on the docket for this year you want to schedule it this year you probably better call pifers now and you can email bob at bob at pifers.com or give him a call at 701 371. Is it 8538? Just gave out your phone number, too, didn't I? <laughs> hey, there you go. How about that? But but seriously, you want to get good pictures. I mean, that's important. You want to you want that land to look as good as it can. And we're getting into the part of the, the season now where this start's going to look really, really good, isn't it? Yep. Uh, it's all uh, the corn's coming up pretty good, it seems like, and the wheat looking good. So. Yeah, we can get some good drone footage out there, uh, and we're going to be busy with that drone. So Yeah, we're going to be busy, and, and I'd rather have a nice lush crop out there than a foot of snow, wouldn't you? Yes, that's yeah, right. You know, for sure. So we get out there, and again, that's all part of the package when you hire these guys up in Grand Forks at, at Pfeiffer's Auction of Realty and Pfeiffer's Land Management. They'll drone your property, get a drone video, put it on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, they'll get it all out. Everybody can see it. And Bob Piper's with us, the managing broker at Piper's Auction and Realty and Piper's Auctioneers in Grand Forks, North Dakota. He also oversees that dynamic operations over in Wisconsin where they're selling land over there anywhere from eight to $14,000 an acre and hunting land for $8,000 an acre. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at info at pipers.com or call us 877 877- 700-4099 or go to pipers.com and get a hold of a Pipers realtor, a Pipers auctioneer, or a Pipers land manager. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Piper. We'll be right back after this break. $1,000 bid, $2,000 wares, and $1,500 here now, too. 
Sold the way for seventeen hundred NBD. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Folks, you're listening to one of the best educated radio shows in America because we got some great guests, and we've been doing this now for I think it's about 15 or 16 weeks, and we always seem to have really good guests in here that can teach you a lot. This one's equivalent to a full semester of class up at any university, I'll put it that way. In studio is Steve Troyer, tax partner at Ide Bailey and Bob Pfeiffer. Bob is with Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty in Grant Fork, so appreciate him being with us today as well. Bob, you know, we've been talking quite a bit about this at Pfeiffer's for a long, long time, where we'll have clients come in, and they know they have a low-cost basis, so they're going to be subject to a high uh, capital gain tax liability, and if they want to defer that, they certainly can. And we can do that through the 1031 process, and a lot of them end up going through a REIT, through a real estate investment trust, don't they? Yes, and that's really helped them a lot, and and, uh, they can still get their income. Off, you know, off of that investment. Yeah, and that's another nice part about it too, Steve, is you're not only, Steve Troyer is with us from Mike Bailey, but yeah, you're not only not paying the tax because you're deferring it, but now that money, instead of paying in taxes, now that money is also working for you too, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, you end up getting interest tax, if you will, the deferred tax. And so instead of putting in a million or having a million dollars and maybe only putting in 700000 now you get the the interest and the investment on that 300000 of extra tax that would have gone. Yeah, another 5%. That's another 15000 a year. That's over $1,000 a month more. So it adds up after a while. That's it real does. money. Yeah. You know, so when you think about it, follow the rule of 72. If you can get in there, you get close to that six. You know, every 12 years, it'll double for you. So, again, you certainly want to get as many of those assets working for you. Have a balance sheet that reflects performing assets instead of non-performing assets like boats and pontoons, Bob, and stuff like that, right? Right. We want to have all those performing assets. I know, Steve, you stress that, don't you? Yeah, we. <laughs> those are called toys, and toys don't generate revenue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we don't need a whole lot of toys or non-performing assets. I just, I just assets. used Kevin's boat. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the 22-year-old jalopy. There you go. Boy, I tell you, a lot of, lot of good information here today talking about capital gain taxes and then how to defer, not to avoid, but to defer into a like-kind exchange through a 1031 program. And then also whether it's a 1033, which would mean it's either it's being bought by a, a political subdivision or a political entity of the government, whether it's state or county or federal or whatever it might be. But, you know, we're just kind of touching on a few things here today. We've got a lot of ground yet to cover, and we don't have a whole lot of time. We're about halfway through the show here. But, uh, you know, the death tax is a big part of this of everything here, too. And, uh, you know, or people call it the estate tax, too. But, you know, Steve, right now we're at a pretty good level, but... A lot of proposals being thrown around there, too. But where are we at today on the estate tax or death tax rate? Yeah, so right now the exemption for this year is $11.7 million per person, right? So roughly we're going to call it $23.5 million for a husband and wife. And so you're able to shelter those kind of dollars from value from your balance sheet under the current law. But if I might, let's take a look at some of the proposed Biden changes to the estate tax. And one of them... Uh, that we enjoy now is if somebody passes away, let's take farmland, right? That $6,000 an acre farmland, if somebody were to pass away now, it would be appraised. That's the, that's the step-up basis for the inheritance is $6 million an acre. President Biden wants to eliminate that. No more step-up. So if it's worth, if it's if you have that $6,000 an acre ground, but it's only a $1,000 cost basis, that's what it's inherited at, $1,000. So you don't get the stepped-up basis. So stepped-up basis would go away. Yep. And and on top of that, guess what? You'd still pay the estate tax on the $6 million. So now what percent of taxes are we paying? Well, that's that's the start of it. But the other thing we <laughs> haven't even talked about is the proposed under the proposed estate tax loss. If you're, again, over that million dollars of, of, uh, of a land, let's call it, 
You're also going to have to pay the income tax on the unrealized gain. Unrealized gain. So in theory, between the, the estate tax of about 40% and that income tax rate of 43.4 max, you could pay up to 61.36%. So now, now you're paying for and the that would be Yeah, now you're paying on a million-dollar sale. You know, at a million dollars of land, you can get there pretty quick now. Yeah, that's that's pretty That's disturbing. $61 million of tax. Isn't that crazy? That is something. When you think about it, how, how ridiculous some of these proposals are. Well, hopefully it's not going to happen, but, you know, where we're at right now, uh, we're, we're, we're in a pretty good zone right now. But is there anything that is going to change this? I know because some things get sunset or whatever, but is this is this 11.7 going to stay in place for a while or not? Or? So that right now, it's uh, you're picking my brain here, but I believe that this is good until December 31st of 2025. It does have a sunset, and then it would drop down to around $5 million, give or take. But again, remember, that was all a budgeting issue when, when Trump tried to get his tax law changed, right? So you've got your 10-year OMD, OMB, trying to get the budget to balance. That's what he did to get that budget to balance. You know, when you look at a lot of farms across America, in what, 97% of all farms in America are still family farms. They're family-operated, family producers. Uh, you, know, you know, 30, 40 years ago, these these uh, ranges and brackets we're talking about wouldn't be an issue. But, you know, you think about where we are today now, like we talked about earlier, one-quarter land could be a million dollars. So people that are going to be affected and adversely affected and currently are. But, you know, what? again, it really comes down to – taking care of things the way they should be done and leaning on people for advice. So whether it's Steve Troy or Diet Bailey or your attorney or whoever it might be, but again, uh, my advice to my clients is, hey, you know, we can we can help you alleviate some of the anxiety, some of the fear, because we can put you in touch with the right people. If we don't know the answers, we can go to a Steve Troy or a Diet Bailey. But don't you think really, though, uh, no matter what changes come down there, it's all a matter of now developing the right strategy. Let's say if you know you want to sell it and you maybe, maybe figure not you don't have to, but you know what, we made our mind up. We're going to sell it. Now we have to do it right. Yep. And part of what, what I, right now, Kevin, I spend literally probably 60% of my time now doing this type of planning, estate planning, transition planning, that type of thing. And so what we will end up doing is if somebody says, you know, I, I'm a little nervous about what I'm seeing, we'll put together a couple of plans, something that if, if we need to pull the trigger, we can do it literally within days. Because if we need to have something appraised because we're going to give it away, we can have that all set in place. Or if we're going to sell it, are we going to do it at the end of the year? So if we need to use that installment method, we can either take it all this year because we maybe won't have those preferred tax treatment in the next year. So we, we always do things kind of based on let's project what's going to happen and then let's have two or three options available to take care of it. Now, is the uh, is the one-time gifting still in place where you can do the, the once-in-a-lifetime gift to a kid, to a child? What we have right now under current law, you have the $11.7 million that's available. And if you wanted to today... Kevin, if you wanted to make a gift to me for 11.7, I didn't have to pay any tax on it. <laughs> but a parent can gift to a kid while they're still – I mean, you, you can do yeah. all this gifting while they're still alive is the point. Absolutely. Of Instead yep. of waiting until you pass yeah. on. And, uh, you know, and, that, and that's, the nice, that's the nice part about the dynamics of, the, of what I think the, the death tax or estate tax laws are today. You can do some of it while you're alive so you can enjoy them getting that while you're alive. That's exactly the part of what we're doing, and we're seeing more of that now for grandparents primarily giving to grand, grandchildren. It's, hey, let's give it to them so you can see them enjoy it while you're alive instead of being gone. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, really, I think that's really cool that you, you're able to do that. And, and I know you guys do a lot of that type of planning. So now typically, Steve, when you guys get into a situation over at I-Bailey, uh, let's say somebody calls you and makes an appointment, where you're, first of all, get, just getting into kind of the discovery, asking the right questions, what they want to do and what their goals are. It's, it's dependent, Kevin, on two things. Number one is, are they already an existing client or are they, are they a referral or are they somebody new? 
because the difference would be is if it's an existing client, you know, for me, most of my clients I've been working with at least 15 or more years. Had a number of them follow me from Grand Forks down here. And so I know probably more about their business operation than most of their family does. So that's, that makes it easy. The new ones, yeah, when I have a new one come, come in, new client come in where I'm just doing the planning, I've got a worksheet that I've put, to, put together that I answer all the questions. I need to gather data. And we do it that way. So it's not very, it's not intimidating at all. And there is no right or wrong answer. No. It's just a matter of, of having the right information. So, you, you know, you know, this year's strategy uh, or last year's strategy won't win this year's championship. So you just got to develop the right strategy. Sit down with you, yeah. right, and do that. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I would tell you is, is that there really is, uh, there isn't a canned formula that's going to work. I've done hundreds of these transition plans and none of them are the same. You, you can't do a cookie cutter. So you custom make them for every Absolutely, client. Absolutely, every time. And you almost have to, don't you? Because yeah. there's dynamics with every family or every individual yeah. client or couple, right? You'd be yeah. surprised. I mean, what I typically see, I like to have, if I can, under COVID, you couldn't do it. I wanted the whole family there because I want to look at the eyes because about eight times out of 10, you know who's in charge, right? <laughs> Mom's in charge. <laughs> yeah. I don't Normally. care. Yeah. And so I need to see that. I yeah. need to have that so I know who to go to when I want real answers. Yep. Well, if you want to get it done right, you got to go through mom first, right? <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Steve Troyer at Ide Bailey. Steve's been there for 23 years. He's been in the tax business for 36 years, partner in charge of agricultural producers. So glad Steve could be. And he's going to, he's agreed to stick around for the last segment today. And Bob Pfeiffer with Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Auctioneers out of the Grand Forks office, and he also oversees the Wisconsin operation for Pfeiffer's. Folks, if you want to call in, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at info at Pfeiffer's.com, or you can call us toll-free, 877-700-4099, or you can go to Pfeiffer's website, www.pfeiffer's.com, get a hold of any of the Pfeiffer's real estate agents or auctioneers or farmland managers. Folks, I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. You've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer, and we'll be right back after this break. In it here now, what are you gonna do now? I'm gonna be on here now. Who bid five hundred thousand dollar bid? I'm in five hundred in. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Thank you for being with us. And our first two segments, Bob Pfeiffer was our guest. He is the managing broker for Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Auctioneers in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and also oversees the operation for Pfeiffer's in the state of Wisconsin. And Bob was kind enough to come into the studio earlier today, and we were talking a lot about land values and the importance of uh, getting ready for a land auction or selling your real estate. And he's agreed to stick around for the next two segments and be the co-host. Thanks for sticking around, Bob. You bet. It's been a good morning, Kevin. Appreciate it. And also with us today, Jim Savvy. Jim Savvy is one of the managers for Pfeiffer's Auctioneers in Western North Dakota selling equipment and land. And Jim has been doing this for a long, long time. How you doing, Jim? Hey, not too bad. <laughs> Good. Glad to see you today. Thanks for coming in the studio. Hey, beautiful day to be out in America. Yeah, it is. Glad to have you here. And then also in studio, up from the University of North Dakota, Jack Pfeiffer. Jack is an FAA drone pilot and Pfeiffer's senior drone pilot. Jack, how are you doing? 
Pretty good. Hey, good. Thanks for being around all day. You've been driving Jim around, huh? Yeah. While you're his chauffeur, huh? Well, he needs one so he can take a nap once in a while, huh? That's right. Yeah. So again, thanks for being here, Jack. We appreciate it. You know, I know it's kind of early in the year yet, but we've been out droning some properties already, haven't we? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to get out there. The crops aren't quite uh, up yet, and they're not, you know, coming along as like like we'd like to see them. But we're going to be getting a lot of footage later. You know, Bob and I were talking earlier in one of the segments. All the services that Pfeiffer's provides it, and I know, Jim, you do it out of the Bowman office really well and up in Grand Forks. Bob and his staff, they do it really, really well. But, you know, Pfeiffer's goes out, you know, obviously we got this discovery process where we got to gather all the information, the USDA FSA data, the soil mapping and all of that, whether or not there's easements in place. And then also we go out and get good quality pictures. But, you know, the last couple of years, you know, we've become probably one of the more prominent companies in America doing drone uh, footage. And, Jack, you certainly have enjoyed doing that, I know. And you certainly get to see a lot more than probably you would from the ground because, you know, a lot of times the drone will show you some things that you just can't see from the road. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, especially with stuff like hunting land where just from the road you maybe just see a row, a row of trees or a line of trees, but then you get up and underneath there and you see all the habitat that's going on. And Yeah, it can be pretty cool. That is pretty neat. And then uh, you might be able to see some drainage a little bit better. Oh, where yeah. There might be places where I know one time you and I recently were out where there, there's a quarter of land. There's hardly any, any farmland because it's all flooded with water, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really nice for seeing water in the field if you've got standing water in the spring, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you can go right up and, and see it right away as opposed to driving around the field looking for wet spots. So It is kind of nice, too, to have that drone because you can just so, so, you see so many different features, too, can't you? You can just, you know, you can, you can zoom in and zoom out. And, you know, what what's the what type of drone do you fly now? Uh, it's a DJI. I think it's a Mavic uh, Pro or a Mavic Air 2.0 or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's got a nice 4K camera on it. Uh flies really well. It's pretty fast, so you can get you, some really cool shots with it. You know, and the nice thing about this one, from what I understand, you were telling me the other day when we were driving around, you kind of chauffeuring me around like you're chauffeuring Jim Savier <laughs> on it, is that with the with that new drone, it actually handles pretty well in the wind, too, doesn't it? Versus yeah, some no, of the that, that one will cut right through the wind. I can fly in pretty high North Dakota winds all the time, so... Yeah, and, that, and that's well. and that's important here because we know you know almost every day it is fairly windy. Yeah, yeah. I mean the weather's kind of a big deal when you're filming. You want to have nice, uh, nice bright days when you're going. So, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, a lot of those sunny days are also 25 mile per hour winds. So yeah, no, that's that's awesome to be able to provide that service. And I know you do that for a lot of the agents there. And Jim, uh, you know, this has been a quite an interesting couple of years at Pfeiffer's and throughout the country. And obviously, we're seeing uh, this spring we saw. Huge increases in equipment values, probably more than anybody expected. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, but the land values seem to be creeping up all over. And, you know, we were talking earlier with Bob Pfeiffer about in the northern end of the valley, but even, you know, out in western North Dakota, man, crop and, and pasture land values certainly seem to be creeping up, don't they? There's still a high demand for all that, and, and we kind of thought maybe things would slow down a little bit, but uh, values are still there creeping up, and same in the machinery end, we're seeing a... 20 to 30 percent increase in a lot of the machinery values but they're going all across the united states kind of like land you know you got uh, different buyer bases and uh 
we're seeing values just keep jumping there and especially on good land, you know, where they can get a good return. And, um, you know, the, some of the mediocre land is kind of staying where it's at, but, uh, boy, it's been good. And, and it's kind of fun to see that, that everybody kind of panicked, didn't think we were going to get these prices and, and we're achieving sometimes 15, 20% higher than the, the appraised value, which is unbelievable in this time. You know, you know, I know a, a week ago we were talking to Bob Pfeiffer. They had a sale in Wisconsin and he was saying that the, one of the sales brought two and a half times the appraised value. And that appraisal was only seven months old. So we're seeing a lot of dynamics where farmland is almost trading like a small cap stock right now. Right. If you sold it three months ago, you sold it too soon, right? Yeah, it was about like <laughs> in 13, 14, and 15 when, yeah. when you could have bought all the land in 13 and they just about doubled your money in 15. Yeah, that's right. Or, or in the fall of uh, 2014, if you sold it in September and versus December, you sold it four months too soon, <laughs> yeah. right? So we've seen a lot of dynamics there. I know, Jack, you get out west quite a bit, too, and do a lot of droning out there. It's kind of nice to get out there because, you know, obviously the landscape's a whole lot different, but kind of fun to go out there and drone all that property because you got a good mix of crop, pasture, and hunting land, you know, where Jim's at in Bowman County. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a big a big shift in, in what you see when you get out west there a ways. So it's, it's always fun to – I get kind of all over the state, get to see everything that's going on. Jim, you guys out of the Pfeiffer's Bowman office, regional office there, you guys sell a lot of hunting land in addition to crop and pasture land. So you guys have uh, seen prices increase substantially over the last 20 years. And I know in a previous life life when you farmed and you were an outfitter uh, and a guide for pheasant hunting and deer hunting and all that, uh, you've seen a lot of changes in, in wildlife habitat. You know, we saw a lot of CRP land leave the country and 07, 08, 09, and all that. But there seems like the population of deer and pheasants coming back. They are. The the deer and antelope are, numbers are really up. And then uh, the pheasant numbers this year uh, look really good. And we finally received some moisture in the last 15 days. I think we're sitting between 4 and 4.5 inches of rain, uh, it, which is really helping us out. But it's going to help that pheasant population out. But, we're you know, everybody thinks of being CRPs gone, we're going to lose habitat. But... These animals adjust. These birds adjust. You know, they're hatching out in the in the fields, the grain fields, and, and people are putting in some specialty habitat for birds and deer here and there, but it's not like it was, but we still have high numbers because guys are, the no-till farming has been a huge asset for, for wildlife, you know, where you're not working that ground, and so you're seeing these birds nest right out into the wheat fields, and, and guys are, when you're haying, People kind of know when birds are nesting out there, so they kind of know if there's a lot of pheasants in that area, they'll delay their haying for at least another week to 10 days to let them hatch and, and get out of there. Well, it's been a big fabric of uh, life out in western North Dakota, this pheasant hunting deal, and we've been going out there for 20-some-odd years hunting out there, but a lot of farm families, they love the hunting part of it too. They do, and it, it's, a, it's a pretty good asset for them. But, you know, I guess it's all about meeting people and bringing people back that are your friends for a lifetime. And, and a lot of these people have been going back. I talked to a guy today that been hunting out in western North Dakota for many years, not far from my place. You know, probably saw him driving around, but never never got to meet the guy. So it, it's very interesting, but you meet a lot of great people. But people still are good stewards of the land. And I know when we had these high winds the last couple of weeks and we saw a lot of dirt blowing in, in certain areas, Farming isn't actually like that. Just think, you know, 30 years ago when we summer followed everything half and half and we had a lot of erosion problems. If it wouldn't be for no-till, uh, that's what saved western North Dakota. And, and I think uh, 
farmers are improving, the chemicals are improved, the genetics improved, um, so less tillage of the ground, uh, better stewards for everybody, and, and whether it's wildlife and, and farming, it's a mix there that you live with and you learn to deal with and you learn to promote. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, the culture of that part of the region, not only North Dakota, but of the region, but I think it's kind of woven into the culture and uh, uh, almost the mystic state of, of, of mind out in that part of the state. I, I, I like it. I think it's attractive. I think it's good for a lot of people. And, Jack, I know you've been doing a lot of hunting out in western North Dakota. And, you know, when you were out hunting out there last year, I know you're hunting white-tailed deer and mule deer and pheasants and all that. Did you did you sense that maybe there were, there were more pheasants than you've seen the previous couple of years? Yeah, definitely more so than the past couple of years, I think. Yeah. Even just driving around throughout the summer, last summer, and, and even now, you, you see birds in places that they haven't been in the past, so that's good to see. That is, Yeah, that's 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 really good to hear, and I suppose when you were droning, you probably saw a lot of activity, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I'm out droning, I'm also scouting a little bit. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of an ulterior motive there, okay? Or you're not too close to the Savvy Ranch, though, are you? Get in trouble over there. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of being in the job you're in, being the drone pilot for Pipers. Bob, you've done a lot of hunting out there over the years you've enjoyed western north dakota and been able to get out and do some hunting well i just like getting out and seeing jim and andy out there (laughs) (laughs) now it's it's a total different country than out out east here but uh yeah it's always a pleasure always a lot of fun yeah it, it is it is good country out there and and like jim was saying great people out there well, folks, in studio today, we got Jim Savvy. Jim Savvy is one of the managing uh, partners out there for Pifers uh, out of the Bowman office, uh, specializing in equipment and land sales. Been doing it for a long, long time and does it very, very well. And Jack Pifers with us. He's an FAA drone pilot. Uh, been droning now properties for Pifers for a couple of years. Puts the, the v- drone videos together and helps all of the agents promote their property just a little bit more. And I guess place a lot of it on social media too, right? Uh, I usually send it over to Karen, the marketing team, and they, <laughs> they get it up on social media and put yeah. together a nice, cool caption for it. So. Yeah, well, that's kind of nice too, isn't it? They do a nice job over there at the marketing staff at Pifers, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do a great job. They yeah. make him look good. Yeah, yeah they make everybody look good, I think. <laughs> well, folks, I tell you what, I appreciate uh, Jack and uh, – Jim being in studio today, they've agreed to stick around for the final segment today. You've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. You can get a hold of us at info at pifers.com or call us 877-700-4099 or go to pifers.com. Get a hold of any Pifers agents, land managers, or auctioneers. Folks, I tell you what, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. Been the money going to do no 35, and I have... Sold it to you right there. Good bird. Just great. Bye. Alvin bid on here now. $50,000 bid now. $25 bid. $30. Alvin got you. the bid on $30. And $30,000 tier now. They're going to get $30,000 bid on now. $30,000 bid Welcome back to the final segment of America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Appreciate everybody being with us and in studio today. Jim Sabby, Jim Sabby, one of the managers out in Pfeiffer's Bowman office, regional office in Bowman, North Dakota, right out in the heart and soul of Bowman County. But don't forget, the center of the universe, Bob, center of the universe is Scranton, North Dakota, right? Just right. ask Jim. Isn't that right, Jim? That's right. 
Well, we suburb of Haley, North Dakota. There you go. Just there. Yeah, it would be Haley North, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. And Jack Pfeiffer, FAA drone pilot, Pfeiffer's senior drone pilot. Thank you for being here, Jack. Jack, you got one semester up at UND, and you're all done, right? Yep. Uh oh, yep. and then you got to get out into the real world full time, right? Yeah, that's right. How are you enjoying this droning? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, that's good. Well, you're getting to meet a lot of people and see a lot of great land, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Well, thank you for coming up today. Appreciate you being here, and it's early in the morning, and appreciate everybody being with us today. But we're covering a lot of ground here today. You know, at Pfeiffer's, whether it's Bob Pfeiffer or Jim Savvy or whoever it might be, you're selling a lot of land, obviously, and you're selling a lot of equipment because you need the equipment to farm all of that. But, boy, Jim, you at Pfeiffer's had a really busy spring uh selling equipment didn't you and it was pretty dynamic it's it's been good and uh, just kind of a wild spring the last two springs have just been kind of nuts for us actually the whole year of 2020 was really good but you know there's different segments of setting these things up and you know we go out and get the contract and and it seems like we were doing two sales a week and sometimes three and you know it, we were run wild as a, a company because we got people coming from all over for these sales because when we do these sales we want to make sure we got enough people there uh, whether it's auctioneers ringmen clerks and people just walking around in the crowd visiting because you that's where you find your next auction is people coming to auctions you know it's kind of a a job interview for us every time we do an auction and that's why i like doing live auctions you know the internet the live or the online auctions are great we have great success with them, but we love doing the live auctions because we're actually doing an interview for our next job. You know, and you guys do a great job with the live and the simulcast online, so you get kind of the benefit of both for your seller, don't you? You know, you do, and, and now in the, in today's world, it's just been unbelievable the amount of hits we're getting on our website and, and where we're selling machinery to, uh, selling to a lot of uh, companies uh, all over the the world anymore. I mean, we opened up the world to Pfeiffer's into North Dakota, and other auction companies have too, but the amount of people we're selling to all over the United States has is, is been unbelievable. You know, we had a sale in Jamestown where we have dealerships. Now, this year there's a shortage of equipment and, and stuff where dealerships were actually buying from us from all over the United States. But when, it, you, when you're doing all these, it, it's, it's kind of amazing the people you talk to. First of all, we're working with great clients, and then you're working with great people that are trying to buy this equipment. They put their trust in you um, to know about that equipment because a lot of people are not going to drive up here. They'll look at the pictures on the website and look at the descriptions, and then they ask for our opinion. And, you know, you got to be very truthful to people. You cannot blow smoke up anything. It's just boom. It's got to be straightforward and and uh, other and we've got these guys keep coming back and buying from us now. I almost I almost gave you the pause button there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you did pretty good though. Yeah, why is everybody I'm shaking their head? I'm proud of you, right? Yeah. You, you even had Bridget ready for the pause button, but thank you. Yeah. No, but, but one thing I've always appreciated, you know, not only what you do, but everybody at Pipers, you you know, you number one is you always do what you say you're going to do. And you never ask somebody in the company to do something that you're not willing to do yourself, right, or that you haven't done. And, it's a testament and, to, I mean, with you, I mean, yeah, you're the owner of the company and kind of the face of the company, but you're out there working alongside of us when we're setting up equipment or sorting a shop out. I mean, but we all join in, and we do have other people that come and help, but we all join in to do that. And I think that's so important to work side-by-side side with your clients because they get to see what we do. and. It, it's just worked out really well. And the other thing is the presentation of the equipment. From the time you drive in, when you see everything in a straight row, everything's set up orderly, in fashion, like the, today 
or yesterday we're setting up machinery and the guy looks at me and says, you must have been a drill sergeant. <laughs> we were lining things up. I mean, but it has to be done right and has to look good for the presentation. doesn't matter if it's a caterer that comes in um, to what we bring in as our auction truck and clerking trailer and our staff. Yeah. Well, you, you know, want to represent your client the best you can, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. And that's why we do it that way. And we want to showcase their equipment. Um, it's just like the, the gun sale we had a couple of weeks ago um, down here at Hankinson. Uh, it was unbelievable. We had everything set up nice. But when you get an email coming back from the family stating about what a nice job and how friendly our staff was, I think, Kevin, we had 15 people on on site that day for from Pfeiffer's. Yeah, we had a lot of um, staff on site. And we hired some outsiders that have helped before with us. But, you know, it, it's all about being courteous. You know, we look at it as a celebration of what these people have done throughout their life when we're doing a sale. And you want to treat it with respect because that's what it is. Yeah, you know, and over the years I've heard this from a lot of people. And, you know, I'm not involved as much as I used to be in the day-to-day of Pfeiffer's. But, you know, for many decades, Pfeiffer's was known as one of the more preeminent or prominent land auction companies in America. But now you and your staff and Andy and everybody, you guys have transformed it into a multi-faceted company with all these equipment auctions. I mean, you guys are doing equipment, like you said, you're doing two, three equipment auctions a week, and but you do it well. You do it very, very well. I, I agree with you. I think the live with the online bidding simulcast is huge. And, you know, with the, you know, and, and obviously the pandemic, I think, helped kind of raise some of the proliferation of that and the success of that. But, man, you guys made it work, and you made it work really well. And we're still seeing huge audiences at our at our sales. You know, the the one down in Hankinson, I, I know it was a gun and ammunition sale, but we had approximately over 500 people at that sale. Um, a lot of machinery sales. You know, I've got one coming up uh, real shortly, but I estimate we're going to have three to 500 at that one because the family was so well-liked. But our online audience, we're still getting two to 300, 400, 500 people online actively bidding on this equipment. And 50% of our actual sales right now are going to online bidders. That um, is amazing. And so they're pushing the market. They're pushing it hard. And uh, it's been really good. You know, and that, I think that's one thing that makes Pfeiffer separate themselves from the competition is they provide all those services and they believe in the live auction, but they also believe in technology and want to use that online capability. And I think, really, if if you become an online-only auction company, I think there might be a situation or two in many situations where you may be doing your client a disservice because people love that live auction, and they trust the live auction probably a little bit more. Plus, the food's a lot better at the live auction it than is. it is in your own kitchen, right? And I'll never forget <laughs> last year we, we did a sale at Church's Ferry, and a gentleman had won the bid on a, a, a tractor or two, whatever it was, but he said, you know, I, I just love live auctions. He said, unfortunately, you can't have them now, but I love kicking the tires and I love talking to my neighbors, and he said, we just can't do that. But he said, this online auction, he said, all the casinos are closed. So he said, this is my online gambling. And then he said, today I won. I only bought one thing. You know, so you, you look at it that way, and it's just kind of very interesting. But we love the live auctions, and we love being around people. Uh, if you ever see one of our staff members, more than likely they're going to come and say hi to you. That's awesome. Jim Savvy out of Pfeiffer's Bowman office. Jack Pfeiffer, FAA drone pilot. Jack, what's some of the... What's one, your one or two favorite properties you've drawn? What part is North Dakota? Oh, man, that's kind of tough. Um, I don't know. I did some pretty cool ones, especially for, uh, like, land management up by uh, Devil's Lake. I uh, did some cool ones over there. 
And then, uh, what's that one from last year? Uh, oh, out at Regent? We, we did a couple out in Regent, North yeah, Dakota. Yeah, that, that one out in Regent uh, that was set up for, you know, some game management stuff. That one was also really cool. Anytime there's a, a good combination of agriculture and then some, some forest land or some hunting land on there, anytime there's a combination of the two it's, it becomes a pretty cool piece yeah those make film. for they make for good footage don't they? yeah absolutely they really do well i want to thank you jim sabby pfeiffer's bowman office uh, manager out there equipment and selling land and jack pfeiffer the drone pilot that that pfeiffer certainly doing a great job there and bob pfeiffer thanks for co-hosting today bob appreciate it you're welcome. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, and then also you were my guest, actually, for the first two segments. Folks, if you want to get a hold of us, email us at info at pifers.com or go to pifers.com website and you get a hold of any one of Pfeiffer's real estate agents, auctioneers, or land managers, or get a hold of their drone pilot if you want. Otherwise, you can call us toll-free, 877-700-4099. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll look forward to seeing you next week on America's Land Auctioneer.